0: Welcome back. This is Reverend Cage Marple, and I am the public pro-lifer. Well, here in these parts, and by these parts, I mean Ohio, we are uh, beginning to meet uh, regarding local elections. And it's incredibly important. We all of a sudden will remember how important A local election is when it's too late. That happens a lot in the pro-life world. You'll find that, uh, for instance, in Albuquerque, well, in New Mexico particularly, uh, in Albuquerque only, you can abort unborn children up to birth. Yes, I said up to birth. However, that's not so in the rest of the state. So what that means is that the city council had quite a bit to do with procuring that business or businesses within the city limits of Albuquerque. I think mostly because of the university. But be that as it may, they got away with it. Even though state law was different. I think, however, very recently that did change and they are trying to Uh, kill, I guess, up to birth, or at least late-term abortions now throughout the state. So here in Ohio, uh, it's essentially a fairly red state, except for Cleveland, Toledo, Columbus, Dayton, and Cincinnati. So you have five major markets in this state five major entities, and five city councils. And all of them are highly radicalized left-wing Democrats. And they really proved themselves throughout this pandemic. And because of the pandemic, we learned quite a bit. And this was obviously before the Election in November. We saw how uh, government really works, in other words. <clears throat> the governor here, as well as a lot of other states, really, has decided to put a stranglehold on over 11 million, nearly 12 million people here in this state. And other governors are doing the same thing. But what you need to know about our governor is that he is a so-called Republican, one who was supposed to have her back, you know, uh, pro-life, constitutional, Second Amendment, all of those things. And he's proven what a liar he is, as well as a lot of other governors uh, across the nation. Since this pandemic, we've really, really found out who's who. And that's not okay. I mean, we we hired, I guess essentially we did. We elected these people to do a specific job. And instead, they decided to be tyrants and to shut everything down, destroy lives, destroy the economy. and, And even to the point to where people have actually committed suicide over it. We found out what businesses are essential and which aren't abortion business is essential. Isn't that interesting? Killing babies is essential business. And they did kind of try to shut it down for the pandemic. And it was just so pathetic. It was a wonderful show is that that could really honestly happen, but it obviously did not. They have not skipped a beat. In fact, I think they're even busier than they ever have been. And of course, Pandemic. All I have to do is say the word pandemic or COVID, and suddenly everything is justified, and it's just not. It's ridiculous. So uh, going back to, uh, uh, particularly local elections. So what we found out here in this state is that who actually has, uh, regarding the pandemic, that is, uh, the most, um, I guess, authority that it actually falls back on is is the sheriffs which was something i found quite interesting i had no idea that that was so i did know about uh city councils obviously but when you're living in uh the rural part of the state or in smaller towns where there's uh where uh the city council isn't doesn't have quite the grip around the neck of everybody uh, uh it's usually then the sheriffs that it falls back to which is why it is an elected position and that's so Again, another uh, uh, election uh, participant we need to keep an eye on, and you know that we need to understand better and what uh, they are supposed to do and not do because it is quite apparent that most of us do not know these things. And I for one, I mean, I knew some of it obviously, and I try to keep up as much as I can as as well as the next you know um average citizen around here, but I have been learning the leaps and bounds of just paying attention to uh, what you can and cannot do during a pandemic. And right now, I think we just passed some legislation here in uh, this state, I think even today, or maybe it was yesterday, They had to do with limiting the powers of the government to uh, if there is a, uh, you know, a health emergency of some kind that, you know, it can only be done in increments and for so long and you have to wait so long in between them. In other words, you don't get to do this for an entire year anymore. So that helps us, that that limits the power because it's all supposed to be about checks and balances anyway. We are supposed to have a say. And it was quite, uh, again, apparent that that did not happen. And one of the biggest things that our governor did that was completely illegal was change the primary and the election and, and the way that we um, vote. And so, and he did that without uh, any kind of legislation to back him up because you are supposed to do that. You can't just, hi, I'm the governor and I get to do whatever. He and his, uh, at that time, Amy Acton was his health director who signed these orders as if she was, you know, God or something. And, uh, suddenly it was so, and we all knew that that was not legal, but everybody kept bowing to this. It was just ridiculous. It, it was mind blowing. So local elections matter who your governor is and who is surrounding him. In other words, uh, uh, the, let's see, Dave Yost in in Columbus is another one who kind of, you know, does some stuff and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna have your back and no, we're not gonna let them get away with this, but he ultimately lets it happen every time. It's just a big fat lie. I think they're just getting paid to, I don't know, hold down chairs there, I suppose. But, uh, I always go back to abortion laws simply because that's um, that's where I'm most knowledgeable with regarding um, how some government works. So forgive me for that. But that's kind of how I base this stuff. So uh, in Columbus, particularly, you know, they had, I think, at one time some years ago, up to six abortion bills in uh, in Columbus and through um, good legislation and laws passed and things like that in the state proper. Uh, there's now just two, there's just two left. One is a pill mill, which is just abortion pills only. And the other one does uh, surgical abortions. And they have fought really, really hard to keep that open because they are part of the radicalized agenda to continue to kill and born Ohioans. Now let's move to Toledo. It was nearly gone nearly gone. And this place, if you, if you drove past it, you, you would think it was a shut down porn shop. This is just how disgusting windowless and just awful this place is. I mean, for as much money as those people make there, that parking lot is pathetic. It looks like it's a slum and women run in and out of there all time, all the time, throwing money on the table, getting their abortion pills all the time. Because Toledo City Council continues to allow this to happen, even though for, I don't even know how many times, the breaking the law, don't pay taxes. I mean, I can go on and on. Oh, it didn't have a transfer agreement forever. And that is a big law here in Ohio. You have to have a transfer agreement with a local hospital because they tried to get one, which was pretty hilarious, at the University of Michigan. You know, certainly, I'm no rocket scientist, but a local hospital is not in another state. Wouldn't you agree? Okay, then. So because of their city council, that continued to stay open and is still open today. And they are, in fact, trying to push the city council to create another buffer zone law to continue to infringe upon our First Amendment rights to be there. But interestingly those same people who guard the doors there wearing the little rainbow vests, they can be there standing on the same sidewalk. And we cannot, or at least that's what they're trying to do. So anyway, there's that. Uh, Cincinnati's the same way. Uh, They did finally, well, no, let me think. One of the Borshamills, actually shut down that was outside of the city limits. So that really wasn't part of it, but it closed because of good laws and because they couldn't keep up or, well, let me put it this way. They refused to keep up with the law and put other money into their business in order to keep their business open. Shame on them. That's their fault. You know, I mean, if you went into a restaurant, wouldn't you want that to be up to code and not, well, you know, maybe I'll get to it or, you know, I. I know somebody in city council, so I get to, you know, serve crap or I get to, you know, not worry about whether or not the temperature is correct in the walk-in fridge and on and on, but they're allowed to do that with abortion. This happens literally all the time. And so the one weird part that we have is that uh, the other abortion mill isn't in Dayton proper is actually in Kettering. And so through that city council, unfortunately, while it was red at one time, it has slithered its way into not being so red anymore. And so they do absolutely nothing to help us with that at all. However, I will say this though, the Kettering Police Department have been terrific in not allowing um ridiculous false narratives and doxing and stalking and things like that to happen. They do come out and they do keep everybody where they're supposed to be. So they've been incredibly helpful. So I'll get back out of the abortion thing for a second. So now realizing how government actually works, regardless of your state law, now we have to figure out how to combat this by getting conservatives elected into these positions rather than uh you know and especially in these kind of elections are kind of in the middle of all these other elections and so everybody says oh I'll go to the I'll vote in the next one. It's not important enough. It's only you know school board stuff or whatever. And you just have no idea how dumb that is. You know it just is. I mean Just for instance, I mean, that's allowing uh, uh, school taxes to continue to climb and we get taxed to death because no one shows up and does anything about it to vote against it. Conversely, you can vote for it. I'm just not I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that you're not showing up for the little elections and doing the things that we need to do in order to have a fair and balanced uh, city council uh, county government and state government. So, in my original statement, we are gathering um, in in some places. Uh, like-minded believers, typically were conservative Christians. No, it is not QAnon. No, just because we call a patriot doesn't mean that we breached the Capitol. All that means is that we understand what the word patriot means from our founding fathers in the 1770s and 80s who did everything they could to make this a sovereign nation apart from the queen. Well, now it was the king then. (laughs) It's queen now. Uh, So it really makes a lot of sense for people to do their due diligence and to... uh, and to uh, show up for meetings and, and to see who wants to run. We, in, we are encouraging people to run for office and, and that there's a lot of really great people who can help you with that so that we can, you know, not everything else just be the problem, but we can be part of the solution. That's what this means. And as I said, when I first created this podcast, you know, when it comes to our free speech being infringed upon, which it is greatly, it has not slacked a bit since Biden has been in office. That, you know, do things that don't cost anything but time. Create a blog or a website and and put content in it all the time get a podcast. Podcasts are easy and they're very either they're very inexpensive or even sometimes free. I do it with Anchor. Anchor is free. Anchor has been terrific. They they do everything for me. I don't have to do anything unless I want to. So, besides that, there's also all kinds of social media. It's everywhere now ever since this whole thing uh with the election. There's all kinds of wonderful um uh, social media outlets that conservatives like, such as, um, of course, parlor you, you know, remember all the stuff they went through because of Amazon. There's MeWe, there's Gab, there's um, CloutHub, there's Telegram, which I, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> and there's others. And they want you to be there. They want to hear your voice. They love your free speech and your ability to say it, even if they don't like what you're saying. But the thing is, is that this is what we have um, uh, fought for for over 250 years. We continue to fight for it. That's why the Supreme Court is constantly docked up with junk, because obviously no one understands how the Constitution works. And even they, I'm getting, you know, they're getting a little wishy-washy if you ask me. I don't care who Trump uh, nominated. I do not feel that they have been doing what they were supposed to do. They promise to uh, do. To, they promise to rule with the Constitution as it is written, not interpreted. And I am not seeing a lot of evidence of that. So, in the meantime, while they're all trying to destroy our country, we are meeting. We are doing things all over the country in patriot groups and whatever you want to call it, even in churches just trying to get our footing back. We're going to get better people that want to, uh, be in an elected office and to do better things for everyone, not just them and not just for their particular group. So, you know, let's get together. Let's do this thing. Let's get our country back from people who are, oh my gosh. I mean, where has Biden been? where has he been literally away from everybody? Apparently he can't seem to get an entire thought strung together. He is not capable of being a president. This is going to be a long four years, people. And so in the meantime, while we're waiting, you know, obviously we have, um, uh, 2022 elections as well. And our next, uh, Presidential election is in 24. So we need to do what we can. Get with central committees, get with your local um, groups, and, and see what everyone's doing. And let's try to fight this thing now and continue to fight this thing and continue to have your voice heard. Regardless of what they tell you that you can't, you do it anyway. Because that's what our Constitution says that we can do. All right, then that felt good <laughs> to get that out. <laughs> oh, terrific. Thanks for coming by and listening to me today. Pray for me. I'll pray for you. We love you. And we will talk to you super soon. I am Reverend Cage Marble, and I am the public pro-lifer. Mm-hmm.